0: Hey, and welcome to All Things Renovation with Brandy the Boss Lady and Paul the Wood Magician. We're a fun-loving couple who eat, breathe, and live all things renovation and will be your hosts on this podcast. We created the podcast to help you take a confident role in your renovation dreams and get your project done right, on time, on budget, and with quality craftsmanship. Welcome to today's show, everyone. Today, we're going to dig into how to organize your stuff before and after your renovation with Linda Chu, who is the owner and founder of Out of Chaos. Out of Chaos is a home and office organization company that helps people declutter and systemize their lives for chaos-free living. Outside of serving her clients, she shares her knowledge and expertise through media appearances, seminars, workshops, and she's also the founder of the BC chapter of professional organization. Organize, organizers in Canada, and has won a number of awards for her contributions to the industry. Welcome to today's shows, Linda.
1: Thanks so much, Brandi, for having me.
0: I'm going to try not to stumble over my words so much here. <laughs> One of the most obvious steps before project kickoff with the demo phase, which is always exciting and is the point of no return on any project, the homeowners need to pack up their stuff and then fast forwarding. the completion of the project, they need to repopulate their things in their new locations. I wanted to have you on the show today uh, to share some tips and advice so that people aren't packing at 2am using whatever happens to be at hand as a container. I'm thinking laundry baskets or garbage bags or whatever. Um, So let's start with getting organized. I mean, many people have lived in their houses forever. They've accumulated a ton of stuff and just the thought of having to pack up is so overwhelming. So what should People have on hand to, to start packing? And and sort of what would you say are the first sort of bits well, because, and pieces they should uh, have?
1: From a professional packers point of view, what I see happening all the time, regardless of whether people are renovating, just the notion of packing, um, there's an expense involved. I mean, you're undergoing a, a fairly large or even a small renovation. So it's making sure that your possessions you want it kept maybe dust free, you want it kept damage free with trades coming and going. So you don't want things sort of nefariously go missing. So it's really around the protection of your possessions that you've perhaps taken a lifetime to acquire. So having the right materials to protect and keep them safe is, is critical. So your your obvious items are are boxes, but proper boxes. You know, maybe not liquor boxes, which are too small to fit your appliances and things like that. But it's boxes that conceal because it's about the stackability. You know, you do, certainly don't want to have just only one layer of everything that you pack. You want to be able to maximize the storage space of those boxes by being able to stack them and to stack them well the boxes that you need has to close. So so gone are the student packing days where you're going to the you know, whether it's the liquor store or the grocery store getting these open fruit boxes yeah. which don't seal and therefore they all tumble and they're not flat. So getting the proper boxes is critical. But even boxes itself nowadays, you can get boxes that are wardrobes where if you're doing a, a home renovation in the uh, closet or bedroom, you don't have to take all the clothes off the hanger. So you're taking from hanger, hanging space to hanging space. So it saves the time to sort of redo everything. Um, well, and also
0: the, the crushing and the oh, creasing so of whatever you those have to be.
1: Refold everything, yeah. yeah. re everything up. Yeah, and
0: those boxes are, are are really good, yeah.
1: Yeah, wardrobes are fantastic and for multiple things because you can put shoes and comforters, like bulky things in the bottom and hang the items at the top. Um, and... Of specialty boxes like art packs so you've got artwork around that not only you you want to avoid the damage but you also the dust especially with drywall dust gets into everything oh yeah <laughs> those things so there's um, specialty boxes for your television artwork and all of that stuff and needless to say you know having um uh, packing tape not painter's tape you know not masking tape so just the right tape to seal the boxes so that they're secure the boxes when they're full they're heavy so you don't want to bottom out on you yeah. and then having the right labeling system, um, you know, and even having a right sharpie in hand. Um, you know, having a sharpie as opposed to a pen because it's about the visibility of seeing what's in the box by way of the labels. We have color-coded labels so that and each room is designated with a particular color. So the renovation process, regardless of how long it is, you may be looking for something, then at least, you know, your kitchen boxes are one color, your living room, dining room, bedroom. So that really goes. And that's a
0: great tip. That's a great tip, because I would have just probably just put on like a white label or written like on the cardboard box itself, having color coded labels, especially if you're doing a whole house renovation I think that's a great. That's a yeah, fantastic. You're only
1: looking for the green label boxes, so the pink label boxes or yellow, as opposed to a sea of white and Manila. So that really (laughs) helps them sort of cut down the volume a bit. But those are your your um, your essentials. And then the number one thing that you cannot mince on and chintz out on is packing paper. Um, sure, you can use newsprint and all of that stuff. and yes, you can use blankets and whatever clothing that you have if you want them all shriveled and and, and um, wrinkled. But packing paper isn't expensive. and also unlike newsprint, you don't have that transfer of yeah, the ink. to unpack everything. Everything is black, right? Yeah so packing paper, you know, 25 pounds or just about you know four inches high you're looking at what $20 or so if you get them involved. So it's really inexpensive. You know, paper is inexpensive. replacement value is expensive. Oh yeah,
0: for sure. (laughs) Now in, in the bottom of a box, like, would you, I remember my mom sort of crumpling up the newspaper for instance, and then putting it in the bottom of something that was uh, breakable and then putting the things in like that. Is that something that you guys recommend, but with the proper paper?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, you're you're trying to cushion the blow. Where breakage happens is where things move inside of a box and where things collide. So what you're trying to avoid is that collision and the rubbing of the pieces together, which will cause breakage. So imagine, remember when you, you bought a, a teapot or you bought a, a set of dishes and you know how inside the original box from the uh, manufacturer, Everything has its own slot or yes. you see that it's got styrofoam and they're all completely built around this, this bowl that you have. So it completely cushioned. So what you need to do with your paper is to emulate that cushion right. and there are certain ways to, um, to pack. So people, it's counterintuitive. The plates are on the shelf. So they think they put the plates flat. Plates are packed on the rim. Really?
0: It, it is tick- That is counterintuitive. I would have packed
1: them that way. And then the glassware has to, and stemware is packed as they sit on the shelf, not mm. on its side, because if it's on its side and you have pressure, yeah, that it, it will break. That, Whereas on the plate, same thing. If you have pressure on the plate, it'll break the plate, but the plate up and down the pressure it, that's where the strength is is along the rim right right so the ways to pack it so that um, depending on whether it's being moved out it doesn't matter whether it's moving you know two blocks down the road think about the car you know all the bumps and the, you know the speed bumps and the potholes that you hit on the road and therefore the, all the boxes and everything jingling inside so it doesn't matter that it's going across town or you know across the road you still have to cushion it for transport. Yeah.
0: I'm thinking even like, you know, your teenage kids or whatever, just dropping it on top of the the other boxes that are around, right? Like you don't want to try to mitigate any possible, like, I mean, like I would probably care for it and put it down more gently than somebody else. So, you know, you want to sort of mitigate that. Potential issue there. So
1: now we to transfer too, because you're looking at you're not going to put stemware on the bottom, and then all of a sudden your panini maker on top of the yeah. stem. <laughs> so there's a, a way to plan the box.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. So now that we're talking about like putting things in, like what what do we actually want to pack? So, um you know, after we accumulate all of this stuff over a period of time. Uh, You know, a lot of us don't actually do the old spring clean and get rid of a bunch of things and this and that. And we just sort of sort of just, you know, next thing you know, we've got all this stuff in our house. Um, So do you sort of recommend like purging as you go or do you recommend purging after you go to move back in? Like how does what's your philosophy on that?
1: It, It depends on the timeline. We've done both. Because it depends on how much time you have. If you've left it so late and the contractors are coming tomorrow, you know you, you're limited to um, what you can grab in a in a small amount of time. So to speak. shove it in. So in an ideal world, you want to do it methodically and really think about what you need and how much needs to get out of the way. So first and foremost, what is being renovated? Is it a whole house? Is it a room in the home? What is in the way of the renovation? So you need to get those items out of the way. You, you know, you, you're, you're re-outfitting your kitchen. So everything in your cupboards and drawers has to leave. Yep. So, so it depends, you know, what can be taped off. And yes, you can even put that, that plastic barrier to tape off from room to room, but drywall dust will seep into anything. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Even yeah. with that barrier, you're going to have that soft drywall dust. just It just gets into everything. And so you have to take into consideration um, where in your home you're you're renovating and what needs to get out of the way of the contractors and trades people. So based on that, that's the volume you need to plan for. And then it's also accessibility. If you are staying in the home and it's not, and you're not leaving and and, and vacating and living elsewhere, you then have to think about it in a different way in the sense of what do you need to take and what don't you need. So everything that you don't need to take that needs to be out of the way is what then needs to be packed from.
0: Yeah. Well, I think, I think too, you mentioned something a little bit earlier in that what is in the pathway of people coming in and out too. So if you have a a beautiful sort of hall table that you stash your mail and your keys and all that kind of stuff and, you know, the likelihood is that someone's going to bang into that. So let's take that piece out of the way. Not
1: just the person, because the traits are going to come in with boards and wall and their tool. So their body is now extended, you know, four feet, three feet in front of them with an object that they're carrying in. They need turning radius.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's, that's another really good tip, because a lot of people don't think about that. We're just working in this space here or maybe the back half of the house or whatever. And they don't think about like the egress. Uh, component so that's a great it's
1: not the body that you're trying to accommodate you're kind of accommodating the materials
0: yeah and the tools and all the kind of stuff
1: uh, new refrigerators coming in and a new sink plumbing drywall you know two by fours so all of that stuff you know it's not like just a person walking through the
0: home right yeah uh, our guy has a tool belt on and he's like you know now a third third wider than he normally is or or she exactly. is right exactly. yeah and that's um, what you want
1: to do is that walking pathway you got to clear the path
0: Yeah. So, I mean, if people are starting to pack with enough time to do some purging, um, I guess the the things that kind of come to mind for for me would be the things that, you know, either, you know, they're broken or they're outdated or they maybe they don't work as well as they used to. Maybe you don't use them anymore, but you bought them and you maybe, you know, you feel bad about (laughs) like gifting them or whatever because you invested in them in the first place. Like, are those the things that you would say, hey, just get rid of them?
1: Yes. So I think the first thing you need to look at is what do you want to come back into your newly renovated home? And since you're packing it away, it, this will probably give you an opportunity to relook <laughs> and perhaps find and recognize, oh my gosh, I have this. So, you know, if you've forgotten you've had it how useful is it in your life now, quite frankly, because you never knew you had it in the first place.
0: Well, it's and kind of like that rule, like if you haven't used it in a year, you probably don't need it, you know? You know, and just because you
1: found it doesn't give you license to keep it. <laughs> yeah. so, like if I snuck in the middle of the night and I took it away and you would have known no difference, seriously, right? You would have known no difference. So you kind of have to be ruthless in that respect. And again, think about what do you want to bring back into your life. What is relevant right now? you know, your kids have all moved out, you're an empty nester, maybe, and maybe you don't need a sippy cup anymore that you found it in the really back cupboard.
0: Yeah, That's probably all nasty anyway. And if your kids do have <laughs> grandchildren, you're going to get new ones because they're Yeah,
1: exactly. So you got to relook at what is what is valid? And what what does your what is your life like now? And what do you need in your life? What do you need inside in your home to sustain that life? And what is that lifestyle that you yeah. have? And hence, you've done a renovation because things have changed, and you, you, you want to sort of update things. So for sure, you got to go through things that are obvious, like those things that are broken, um, the, the guilt keys, I call them, because these are things that, oh, Brandy gave this to me, and oh, God, I feel bad. You know, I never use it. I don't really like it. But it's just awful. Yeah. But what if she comes over and she asks, hey, what what happened to that boss I gave you? So <laughs> we, we go through these guilt patterns all the time. So you got to really think what is really important. It's, it's the gesture of the gift, not the act, not the item itself. It's a hard lesson to process for sure.
0: Yeah. Well, and then all those sort of sentimental items, like, you know, my kid made this or they, you know, whatever, like it just, I I threw out a a sculpture Mm -hmm. that my, that my son made, it was a water Buffalo. And now he's telling me he's jokingly, he's crushed by it, but it was just clutter in my office. And anyway, it, it's a running joke now, but it's like one of those things where like, yeah, sometimes you have to part (laughs) part with things that are a little bit sentimental because they're not actually serving your space or they're, you know, not creating the feel that you want in your home or what have you. So yeah, no, I totally agree with that now. Okay. So we've now fast forward through the renovation. Um, We've got all our boxes they are color coded and, or like labeled and all that kind of stuff. So how do we go about repopulating? I mean, I often will suggest to people, especially in a kitchen, even before we get going like right on the actual drawings like i'm going to put my cutlery here and i'm going to put my tupperware here so that you have a good idea of where some things are going to be going so that you know and you're you're comfortable with the fact that you are going to be able to fit all of your stuff in because people have a hard time reimagining their space and oftentimes like well i know that all my stuff will fit right now but we're getting rid of this area and we're going vertically here with a a tall pantry or a storage unit is all my stuff going to fit like that's definitely a fear that we've we've encountered with some of our clients Mm -hmm. so we often tell them to kind of like write on the drawings like where things are going to go so
1: oh absolutely
0: is that something that you would also recommend
1: yes I mean and, and even if you're prior to the the actual renovation itself it is critical that you speak to the designer to your your trades to let them know how you operate your kitchen how you use the rooms in your yeah. home so that if you know a person who cooks someone versus someone who eats out all the time is a completely different kitchen those that have kids oh, and yeah. those that don't have kids so um You know, it's about planning to have that appliance valet, if that's the case, you know, if you're a baker, and you need to have your, you know, your large appliances available to you. And then it's about reach, you know, to pull out drawers. So you really have to have a good, good look about what you have. And that is part of the planning before the renovation. It's not about planning where these things go you should have had some pre-thought because what if yeah. it's about how deep of your covered? sliding gliding drawers and all of this stuff so that when you then bring your items out of the boxes it's already kind of pre-planned yeah the big items yeah and, I agree uh, and often when we go in you've got to really think about things like when we unpack a home that is not being renovated it's no different than the renovation process. We ask people things like, are you right or left handed? Because a person who's right handed will reach.
0: Yeah, differently than that the
1: person yeah. who's left handed that way. Yeah. Are you a coffee or a tea drinker? Because coffee people. <laughs> you know, are very specific, you know, where, where the coffee beans go or the pot, yeah. do they want it on the counter or do they want their clients hidden every single day? But then tea drinkers have this huge selection of teas and loose teas and strainers and a whole bunch of paraphernalia. I'm,
0: I'm a tea drinker. I, I totally, I'm down with that. So. so, different so
1: mindsets.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So um, say that someone's doing a whole, a whole house and now we're bringing all of their stuff back and um. You know, I'm envisioning. Okay, like I have all this the stuff that I need to unpack now, and I'm thinking like even like bedroom furniture and all that kind of stuff. I'm thinking like you would need to maybe have some you know screwdrivers and X-Acto knives and that kind of thing to, to you know not only open the boxes but break them down and also then to be able to maybe quickly put together a bed frame so that you can put your mattress and your sheets and everything on so you can get to sleep tonight, even though like the whole house is not unpacked. Yeah. Is that something that you would also recommend?
1: Yeah, so during the packing process, we always have a first to unpack box in every
0: room. Ah, that's a good idea.
1: Redesignate the clean linens and the sheets so that your whole bedroom, for example, may be all packed up, but you want to make sure that you have that one box that says unpack first that is color coded, that particular bedroom. And you know, that's where your pillows, your sheets, your comforters, all of that stuff is there, your, your toilet paper, all of that stuff, because you don't want to go like, where is, yeah. you don't want to wake up and say, where's the coffee maker? Or the- <laughs> Yeah. Um, so those are the first boxes that are designated per room, your toiletries, but you know, toiletries and things like that, as far as I'm concerned, it's an overnight bag. Great. Right. So um, I'm assuming if you're not living in the home during renovation, yeah, so you're yeah, going to yeah. have your toiletries and all that stuff with you. So, so you're packing as if you're living in a living and working in a hotel. Everything mm-hmm. that's available in your travel suitcases and bags, and that's what you bring in with you. So you're not looking for your hairdryer, your your makeup, or or any of your morning routine items, medications, um, supplements, all of that stuff. So those have to be all pre-planned um, for the pack and unpack because it's about access and um and some of them are really critically um accessible
0: yeah i know th- those are all really good tips um now we've unpacked or we're in the process of unpacking what do we do with all those materials that we you know we have like there's the boxes and paper and like bunches of tape and all of that kind of stuff what what do you sort of do well, with type, all of that
1: paper and cardboard is recyclable first and foremost so then it's yeah. a matter of who gets it to recycling most of your household and it's definitely in your strata complexes they're not going to be able to take that volume with that so they're not going to be able to take the volume or unless you have a space in your house to sort of dole little bits out at a time at the weekly pickup and it's going to take you months on end you may have to do one of several things some are for free and some are not you know the free thing is you take it down and pile it all into your car or truck, take it down to the recycling depot and you drop it off, you know, free labor and free transportation. If you don't have the means or the wherewithal to do that, then you're hiring a removal service at a fee for them to come and take it to the recycling depot for you. Or the other option, if you're comfortable, is to, you know, put those on any of the um, selling platforms, uh, Craigslist, uh, Kijiji, uh, Facebook Marketplace. Yeah. and listed for free and people yeah, and just come whoever's, move, whoever's moving or, or packing stuff up next here, come and take my boxes every month there's a bunch of renters out there who will be looking to buy or get these free liquor boxes <laughs> you yeah. got proper boxes and <laughs> that saves them you know hundreds of dollars it, it's, a, it's a, a great deal for them
0: yeah so um i just want to circle back around to okay so when we're getting into the, the packing and unpacking, is there sort of a certain length of time that we should expect to spend like kind of per box or per room or like obviously different volume of stuff in everybody's house in each in each, each part of your house, whether it's a bedroom or bathroom or kitchen or whatever. But is there kind of like an average that you find that you would want to budget for yourself to actually do, do that work?
1: Mm-hmm. Time-wise. So how we go about doing that is first of all, you've now identified what needs to get packed. So then you need to walk around and in a very loose way, think, how many boxes do you need? So you got to walk through and we walk through and literally open up all the cupboards and drawers. And we basically estimate, well, this will fit into one box, this is the second box, third box, we so we really uh, literally do a box count. So now we have And regardless of the box, whether it's an art box or wardrobe box, and it doesn't matter whether, because dishware, like uh, breakable dishes will take longer to pack than, than um, towels, for example, they kind of all average out. You have a total box count and you factor in, so depending how slow or how fast you are, you factor in, is it two boxes an hour, which is a half an hour a box, or is it four boxes an hour, 15 minutes per box? So if you do sort of an average, you know, maybe it's three boxes an hour that it's going to take you to pack and divide that into the 60 boxes. So you will have a loose amount of time that you need. And that time is a one person time. So now it's eight hours straight of my time. Or do you have two people, four hours each is still eight man hours. So then you start factoring in the, um, the number of boxes, the number of hours and the number of man hours that you need.
0: Yeah. So I figured like we've got all these boxes and they're all packed and everything. And something that comes to mind for me is if, if you're doing just one room, you can just shift those boxes into another room or a corner of something somewhere. And maybe be a little more cramped say in your living room, if that's where you moved everything to. Um, But if you are doing a whole house, obviously you need to move everything out of the house and maybe you don't have a garage. So what would be the, the options for someone at that point? I'm thinking like storage locker, but maybe you might have some other things.
1: Storage lockers. I mean, it, it depends on where you're going to. I mean, we, we've we gone, um, we've worked on renovations with families, whether they're a smaller family or larger family. Some families will rent a whole house, for example, for the duration of their renovation. So maybe in that house, because it's from house to house, mm-hmm. everything that you can get packed, you're already renting and paying for the monthly rental of a whole house. Maybe that house, has an area, a garage or a basement or what have you, that all your boxes can get moved into called free storage into your rental home that you're already paying for. So look at those opportunities there. Maybe you have a friend or family that do have a garage. And if you're um, if you're okay with sort of the safety measures within the space that you're going to, it's about the safety of the goods in storage as well. Otherwise, yes, you will be looking at a storage locker and the cost of storage is like real estate. The more convenient the storage locker is in a populated area, the more you're going to pay on a per month basis. So you could be paying, depending on the size of the locker, you know, is it um, $300 a month or is it $800 a month? So there is quite the variable in the the same size locker because it does depend on location. But if you don't access it, you don't, you're not going there every week to get things, then maybe it can be out of town a bit and, and you'll save on the monthly fees depending on how many months you yeah. need to have.
0: And, and what about those ones that are like whatever pods or whatever, where they come and they drop them on your property and you load everything in and then you can kind of yeah. lock it up and they can take it away or they can bring it back or they can yeah. and um, the- keep it there. Is that something that would be...
1: Oh, for sure. I mean, the containers. What you're what you're saving on is the labor. So the container companies who will bring a container to your front door or to your street, you are actually not only packing the boxes, but you are also carrying the boxes and or furniture into the pod, the container. Yeah. So again, do you have the physical means to do that, especially with larger pieces of furniture, beds, and all that stuff, or do you hire labor? to get it into the container so that the company who owns the container can take the container out and into their storage locker or does the container stay um, again, you're dealing with, um, permits and license, you know, are, is it able to stay out in the street yeah. or in your driveway? So you've got to sort of yeah. look at sort of those, um, those logistics.
0: Yeah. So we, I mean, there was a few takeaways for me about, you know, the color coding of the boxes and all that kind of stuff and and having like the first box that you want to unpack for each room, like all, all of those sort of tips and tricks were good. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any thing sort of that you would want to touch on that are additional to that?
1: The um, when
0: you're when you're looking to
1: pack or you're doing a mini move, regardless of why you're packing, so you really need to look at items such as you know what about your pets, um, what yeah. your plants. So these so it's not just the inorganic items, <laughs> live living items. You have to accommodate for as well, right. and especially with children, you really need to look at their toys, their favorite clothing. And especially for kids that are in school, what are their after-school activities? Yeah. So it's, it's all of the sporting stuff. So you've got to really take into consideration. And then also the season of your renovation, you've got to look at the weather as well. The transition between summer and winter, winter to summer, and all of that clothing uh, yeah. that you have. I mean, we had a a, a pack for a renovation that uh, we were doing for a family, and um, the family was like, super, super intense, the golf clubs had to be in the, <laughs> in the front of the store. They didn't care about anything else. The golf club had Get to, to know
0: be. where your priorities lay, that's for sure. Um, you just
1: kind of look yeah, at your but... priorities of access, like it might be in storage, but you have, kind of have to plan what needs to be accessed, especially those, um, those toys, you know, that um the sporting sporting equipment and all of that stuff
0: yeah i know i think it's a that's a good tip too just to kind of keep in mind the seasonality of how long your renovation is going to take and sort of what shifts you're going to be making through that with what not only your clothing but all your um you know like you say your extracurricular fun activities like your bikes or your skis or you know your christmas decorations and all that kind of stuff like you maybe want to still have access to some of those things and if you're starting in one season and shifting into another you may want to Sort of strategically place the things in the very back that you know you know you're not going to need because your renovation is not going to extend past into that particular season. So that's a good good tip as well.
1: And the uh, other critical the other critical piece to that is you know you've got the inanimate objects, you've got the live um, the live possessions in your life, but it's also information access to information. So hmm. with your renovations, you may not have your access to your home office and all of the critical information and maybe you're not one of those families that have everything in the cloud and scanned yeah (laughs) mostly not (laughs) that's me I'm
0: a paper paper guru I love love, love, love my paper
1: very tangible so you have to then take into consideration Mm -hmm. when your home office and your access to your information especially medical records vet records school records for the kids and um so
0: you know, I mean like tax, tax things, too, because if you're spending I'm, over a tax season, you want to make sure you have all your receipts and all that kind of stuff
1: at hand. So you have to then think about a portable office mm-hmm. so as you're planning your pack and your move out potentially. And even if it's not a move out, you need to make sure what records do you need to have available. So you have what I call these archives and memorabilia that sit there that you need to keep. Then there's reference materials, but then there your active active systems so your active filing system might be so you may have a box or a bin or an envelope where all your renovation information yeah so during the renovation when you have to have access to quotes and and just different types of information it's all in one location as opposed to oh my gosh where was it the last time it was on the office on the shelf and now it's been moved Um, Mm -hmm. and then your pet records and your immunization all your kids records medical records and things like that insurance documents who knows what might happen so all of that stuff you need to be able to segregate and put into a portable system or at least know where it is so that you can have easy access to it
0: yeah wow like I think you you think oh I'm just going to pack my stuff up and we're going to renovate but um and that that part alone is sort of overwhelming but the if you take the time to kind of pre-think about all these different aspects I think the the process and getting through it, I think would be a lot easier. And then the unpacking and all that kind of thing. I think there's a lot of value in sort of taking a few, you know, a couple of hours even and sort of just going through the rooms, like you're saying, how many boxes do we think we're going to need and all of that kind of stuff. I think that'd be a really valuable thing to kind of keep in mind and maybe Help to keep the overwhelm a little bit lower (laughs) on the scale than like sky high. Um, So, all of the things you've shared today are great. It's
1: it's a what if exercise in every room. What if, what if, what if? um, Yeah.
0: What if I need this or what if I need that? Yeah, exactly. Well, before I close out the show, I wanted to uh, ask you a couple of questions that are kind of fun and nothing nefarious about them, but I just want like your first gut reaction to them. Um, and, um, and then I'm going to ask you how, like, if someone wanted to get in touch with you, how do we do that? And all that kind of thing. So the questions, uh, what would you like to change or renovate most in your own home?
1: Oh my goodness. Uh, Kitchen and bathroom, isn't it the, the two most <laughs> The two most things, yes,
0: kitchens and bathrooms.
1: Kitchen and bathroom, slam
0: dunk. <laughs> <laughs> so what are the pain points in each of those rooms for you?
1: Um, well, they're out of date for one thing, and um, it's accessibility as well. You know how you have that dead corner in the kitchen, you know, that lazy Susan that is really lazy. Not, <laughs> it's not <early laughs> well at all. So yeah. And you know, lighting and it's just it's the typical stuff,
0: right? I got you. So, the second question are you handy? And if so, what is your favorite tool? And if you're not, or if you don't consider yourself to be, what tool do you think would be the most fun to use?
1: Um, I am definitely not handy. Um, I am great at finding the handy person <laughs> with that. Um, um, if I were handy, what would be my favorite tool to use? Um, probably the drill. It is pretty immediate. Anything that is um, electronic, right? That's got electricity on it, as opposed to the the driver, like, you know, (laughs) just that immediacy of, of having a, an electric piece of, you know, equipment would be, would be pretty amazing.
0: Yeah. Cool. All right. So if uh, one of our listeners wanted to get in touch with you to maybe help them uh, pack up their stuff for a renovation, what would be the best way for them to get in touch with you?
1: Well, my website is um, outofchaos.ca and my direct um, email, Linda at outofchaos.ca. And I'm on um, Facebook and um, Instagram, sort of the usual social.
0: And we'll put all of this information in the show notes as well so people can uh, not have to... Write it down furiously if they had to be driving or running or whatever. Um, again, Linda, you know it's been so fun to have you on the show. I'm really glad that you agreed to come on, and I'm hope for those, I hope that those listening find valuable insight on how um, these tips and tricks around packing can really help you in your process. And um, we'll chat again soon. Ciao Great. for now. Thanks so much, Brandy. Bye. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today and learning about all things renovation. We hope after listening, you feel even more empowered to take a confident role in your renovation dreams. You can find all additional episodes and resources for All Things Renovation at our website, allthingsrenovation.com. And if you're ready to make your house feel more like home, you can contact us at wouldbeart.com to get started on your dream project now.